Chicago's Afternoon Show. Everybody's feeling the pinch. And thank you for your text messages and your phone calls. 312 said, why did Biden wait to week three of the war to start this sanction? All sanctions should have been put in place the day as in day one, before day one. Uh, 708-419 at Woodman's in Lakemore. 312, you're whining about gas is arrogant. People are being slaughtered. 815, Lisa, 389 at Wally's in Pontiac. That's from Ron. Uh, 815, speeders for Putin. Drive the speed limit and try and save. 815, Lisa, the sad part about the gas prices is that it's only going to be, uh, it's, it's not only going to be affecting the pump, but lots of other products. Most everything is either trucked or train, plane, then trucked. So fuel prices go up, guessing all other products will go up as well. And 630 said, filled up the last time at Costco for 329 a gallon, still on three quarters of a tank. Ouch. Uh, you're going to say ouch when you go back because I don't think you can find that price anywhere in the state of Illinois right now. This is what President Biden had to say today. The decision today is not without cost here at home. Putin's war is already hurting American families at the gas pump. Since Putin began his military buildup on Ukrainian borders, just since then, the price of the gas at the pump in America went up 75 cents. And with this action, it's going to go up further. I'm going to do everything I can to minimize Putin's price hike here at home. In coordination with our partners, we've already announced that we're releasing 60 million barrels of oil from our joint oil reserves. Michael Vaquera is the Washington Bureau Chief for News Nation. He was a White House correspondent for Al Jazeera America, uh, covered politics at NBC News, appeared on the Today Show, NBC Nightly News, MSNBC. Thank you for joining us for Chicago's Afternoon News, Mike. How are you today? Hi, Lisa. It's great to be here. Thank you. So everybody in Chicago is, uh, you know, a little stunned by the prices. The president made the announcement. Is it true that just 1% of oil comes from Russia to the U.S.? Um, you know, that's that's a statistic. As a matter of fact, we're just, we were just discussing this in the newsroom because it's sort of an elusive statistic. Uh, what the administration has said and what um, sort of the bureaucrats and the bean counters within the Department of Energy say is that figure is actually a little less than 10% of all imports. So that amounts to maybe a little closer to a figure you're talking about of the total U.S. energy consumption, somewhere between 1% and 3%. But about 8% of total U.S. imports are of of Russian oil. Uh, The U.S. does not currently import uh, Russian natural gas, which is another major commodity uh, upon which the Russian economy relies. Uh, That, however, is a completely different story in Europe. Uh, you heard the president there, uh, you know, a risky political move, certainly, and he tried to get out ahead of it by warning Americans, bracing uh, the public for the fact that prices were going to be raising, uh, going up yet higher. Uh, it's already gone up at a record pace. Uh, the price of a gallon now, the highest it's been in 14 years. Uh, those records are going to be shattered now if experts are right after this move today, notwithstanding the fact uh, that the U.S. isn't really that reliant on Russian oil. Oil is, you know, what they call fungible. In other words, if it's not used here, it's going to be used over there. Uh, and the market is going to adjust and, uh, you know, shutting down the U.S. market, no matter how negligible it is on the surface, is still going to have an impact and provide upward pressure on prices at the pump. This is Mike Vaquera on Chicago's Afternoon News. He's our News Nation Washington, D.C. Bureau Chief. And I think that 
farmers got hit really bad last year by propane with the price almost yeah. doubling. And, and we're not going to see that with gas where it's going to double. It, it's What do you expect? What is being said in D.C.? Are we talking about another buck a gallon, a couple bucks a gallon? What's the word? It's hard to say. I mean, you can find anybody, depending on their political persuasion and their motivations, to tell you just about anything. $5 a gallon is probably about what you hear from the most reliable experts in terms of a national average. That, of course, is uh, almost $2 above where it was just a, a month or so ago. So that's not insignificant, obviously, for a lot of people. And you talk about the ripple effect. You know, you talk about farmers. I mean, everything from uh, operating machinery to flying in a plane to having your food delivered by a delivery service like Uber Eats or or whatever the case may be, um, that's all going to jump astronomically as well. So the ripple effect is sincerely and certainly uh, going to be felt throughout the economy. There's no question about that. And no one received Biden's message very well. I mean, of course, people here in the States, even though we pay much less than European nations for gas, they didn't want to hear that prices were going to continue to go up as we continue to wage a war on Putin. But also, it wasn't received so well by Ukrainians who are like, that's awesome. We appreciate that. But we really want the no-fly zone. Right. Well, President Zelensky, the, the Vladimir Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, who's gained such notoriety for his heroic defense and defiance of, of the Russian invaders, uh, he did thank President Biden via tweet today uh, for the move that he made in Bush, uh, banning or, or blocking Russian oil imports to the United States. That's a step Zelensky had called for. You're right. Uh, he's also called for a NATO no-fly zone. That's pretty much a non-starter for, I think, the reasons a lot of people have heard, because we don't principally because the president or not many people want to see American uh, uh, naval or aviators in uh, close combat, direct combat with with Russian warplanes. But this is a step that can be taken, even though the president was very reluctant to take it uh, for obvious reasons. It's going to cost him politically. I think the remarkable point in all of this is that the public, or at least as reflected in the politicians here in Washington that represent all of us around the country, both Democrats and Republicans were calling on the president to make this move. The White House was initially reluctant to do it, uh, but the president pulling the trigger on this Russian oil ban today, Lisa. 847 just uh, texted and said maybe the gas companies can cut their profits so they feel the pain instead of just the people who are gassing uh-huh. up their cars. You think that's going to uh-huh. happen, Mike? <laughs> yeah, well, the, pre- the president actually was trying to get ahead of that today, too, warning against price gouging as he called it. And, and what the administration is saying is that basically uh, the U.S. Has, a, has had the most oil production in the last year than it's ever had, uh, and that there are leases that are held by those oil companies, Lisa, that um, are being unused by the oil companies. They haven't produced them. They haven't tapped those wells. They haven't drilled. Uh, it's really unclear to what extent they've done, uh, you know, the basic exploratory uh, and discovery of what the reserves are at the in those locations. Uh, and also, it should be noted that the administration very controversially opened up a lot of uh, the U.S. to offshore drilling, something that angered a lot of environmentalists. I think the backlash that you're going to hear from uh, people who are concerned about fossil fuel production somewhat muted so far uh, in that the one thing I think that has united everybody in this moment today on Tuesday, uh, March 8th, here in the nation's capital and around the country, I think, is the fact that people are horrified by what is happening in Ukraine. The sight of target uh, civilians being targeted, women, children, families trying to flee the bombing uh, and being killed for their trouble, undergoing unspeakable hardships, 
uh, as uh, Vladimir Putin's armies try to take over these major cities, the pitch battle going on, the carnage that has ensued for no reason that anyone in the West outside of Russia seems to be able to understand has really united people. How long will that last? Uh, has Vladimir Putin ironically done what no U.S. leader could possibly do, and that is unite the American people, no matter how briefly? I mean, that's the open question now. But that's what's behind this move. That's what's given the president the political running room uh, to, to make this move today, which, again, uh, the White House was very reluctant to do. Thank you so much for joining Chicago's Afternoon News. You're welcome. It's great to be here. Thank you. Mike Vaquera, our News Nation Washington, D.C. Bureau Chief.